I am really surprised how many notes we both had. I have six pages of notes that I had to print out. I had when I, because I just take my notes on Google Docs so I can just like transfer it. And yeah. it was three pages of type notes as I was watching the yeah. movie. It's been as, yeah, I have like a copy of the note sheet in my regular drive that I just mm-hmm. use. For all of my notes before I make them, you know, sensible. So many fucking notes. No. This movie. Who knew? Not me. Not me. Okay. Hello and welcome to Where the People Aren't. I'm Jesse. And I'm Allie. Today we are talking about... Million, million dollar duck. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, Million Dollar Duck. We watched it so you don't have to. When was the last time we did a movie that we really liked? Was it Tangled? Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't even remember what we did recently. Or we did all the rest of the All the mouse mouse movies. Our mouse movie series. I only ever use my podcast app to see what we have episodes-wise. That's fair. I had to update my years we've done for my year facts from like the last four episodes the other day because oh, I keep yeah. forgetting about it. Speaking of year facts. All right. Picture it. Picture. 1971. The top song of the year was Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. And I think this is the first time that the top song has been one that I actually know inside and out. a great song. T- I'm not sure how they say this. THX either 1138 or 1138. I think it's 1138. Okay. THX apparently 1138. George Lucas's directorial feature film debut premieres in March. Have you seen it? I have not. I haven't either. Uh, it- it's supposed to be good. Connor says we should watch it. I okay. Just, you know. It's a science fiction film about robot cops from the future or something. So you're probably not into that at all. It does all. sound pretty much like the opposite of everything that I <laughs> have an interest in. I should watch yes. it. You could probably skip okay. it. Okay. Well, I'll take your cliff notes on it. Starbucks is founded in Washington. Is that old? I'm wondering if it started out as like a coffee distribution company. Or like some tiny little yeah. coffee company it that just got bought just out. Just like a cart. And I'm going to Google it. I, what is it? Fucking the... Starbucks. There are three Starbucks on like a mile and a half long stretch of Robert by my house. I believe that. And I, there's, because they do them in high V's too. I know they've got Starbucks. And there's a high V opening up soon I like a high V. So there might be a fourth. I love high V. Mm-hmm. I never had a, been to high V before like this year. I went to the one in Robbinsdale with Jacqueline and I was like, wow, they have everything here. It's, I think they even, it's bananas. I think they even have a little, um, like cafe in there. Anyway, some of them have like Wahlburgers. With oh, them. that is funny. Yeah. Wahlburgers. The Walbers, they have pretty solid gluten-free offerings because one of them is gluten-free. Oh, that's funny. So that worked out well for me. Didn't one of them beat an Asian guy half to death and knock an eye out or something? Yeah, that sounds about right. right. Rolls-Royce, the super, like, ultimate luxury car company, goes bankrupt. That's what happens when you charge $300,000 for a car. Seriously, you know what kind of house you could buy for three hundred thousand dollars? That's a limited market. Even like a giant ass. We just recently looked at um, the cost of like a typical RV because we passed one on the freeway. That was like it was like a freaking Marriott on wheels, and I looked it up, and it was nice. like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Bananas. Anyway, Charles Manson 
is sentenced to death for being a fucking weirdo. Uh, for but sure. the death sentence, I believe, in all the state of California are all commuted to life in prison. I feel like he was constantly up for parole, too. So for some reason, he wasn't sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. I don't know. Maybe they just like to torture him psychologically like that. <laughs> the 26th Amendment was passed or certified or however that's quantified, uh, lowering the voting age from 21 to 18 in 1971. I didn't realize okay. that that late. Uh, for some reason, there were like 47 million eclipses. There were just so many eclipses it's that really year. Eclipse I year? guess so. I didn't know there could be like multiple eclipses, but I was going down the Wikipedia page and every friggin' month there was a new eclipse. Nice. A space fact for you. Space! Walt Disney... Eclipses are cool. Yeah, all right. Walt Disney World opens in Orlando. Oh. That is where I spent the last five days before the pandemic happened sure i left two days before they evacuated everybody <laughs> and then you came back and i was like and you're like oh i have stuff here i'm like yeah i'm not seeing you in person yep, that's true <laughs> like you just came back from fucking that's Disney what happened I, I remember <laughs> right before we left my mom was like well honey are you gonna wear a mask and i was like i'm not gonna wear a mask to disney world i should have listened to my mother should have. but i didn't get it and you i didn't did die get the rona Aaron Pizzi establishes the world's first domestic abuse shelter in London. She is now an ex-feminist. The world's first? The world's first. In 1971? God, yeah. this world is terrible. Oh, it gets worse because now she's a men's oh, rights Lord. activist. Oh, good Lord. And she said that what? women are just as guilty of physical abuse and domestic abuse as men. I mean, sure, that's possible. But God, what a woman. I don't think that that's right. I mean, there are certainly women who are also abusers. Like, we can't deny that there are oh, women 100%, who are. Oh, 100%, but I don't think it's 50-50. No. Is what Mostly I'm because, you know, we live in a patriarchal society mm -hmm. where women are devalued on the regular. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really heard of other women who are men's rights activists, but... I'm just thinking of that Leslie note. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought, too. Where are the men's rights activists? <laughs> You're ridiculous and men's rights is nothing. <laughs> But the most important event of 1971 was that on June 30th, Million Dollar Duck waddled its way onto screens across the country. Directed by Vincent McEvity, mm. the story was done by Ted Key. Ted Key is the dude who wrote The Cat from Outer Space. Oh, that's which fun. Is kind of probably why this movie was that terrible. That makes sense. The screenplay was written by Roswell Rogers, which sounds like that's a, fake a fake name. name. But a really solid fake That's name. like a Marvel character name. It's great. The music was done by Buddy Baker. Albert Dooley, a financially strapped scientist, and his wife Katie think their money problems have been solved when the duck Albert has been experimenting on starts laying eggs with golden yolks. However, Albert's ambitions are sidetracked when his meddling neighbor, Mr. Hooper, begins spying on his family and discovers the duck's amazing ability. After word spreads about the duck, Albert and his family soon find themselves pursued by greedy FBI agents. Was the FBI even involved? There are no FBI! FBI agents no, in this movie at all. One, not greedy or otherwise. It was the fucking treasury guys chasing him around. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Released June 30th, 1971. I have no idea what the budget was for this movie. I'm going to guess low. Like this, this period in like the 70s, it's the same thing that we had with the cat from outer space. We just have no idea mm -hmm. what the budget was or what it made. Yeah. I found box office numbers ranging from 5.1 million all the way up to 14.2 million. No idea what it actually made. That's Doesn't funny. sound like a lot either way. <laughs> it has a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 
a whopping 17% Oh my god. Tomatoes. <laughs> That's rough. Here's the shocking one. It has an 88% on Google. Yes, no? Yes, no. Oh. 88% of people were like, "Yes, Million Dollar Duck was a good movie." The Google people love a duck a duck film. Apparently, it gets even more weird. <laughs> Dean Jones and Sandy Duncan were both nominated for Golden Globes for this movie. Oh, that's not possible. I don't believe that. How? This movie was terrible. How did these people get nominated for anything? Is he the main? Is he Albert? Uh, yes. They weren't and even. Sandy Duncan they were was not the that wife. Good. Sandy Duncan. They were terrible. She was pretty big after this. She was a pretty big player in the seventies. Well, she was a Broadway actress before this. Mm. And then, so this was her first, like, feature film, I believe. I hope that this isn't what her voice just sounded like on its own. <sighs> Probably. Do you want to know the, the origin story of Million Dollar oh, Duck? How did this movie come to be, Allie? So, surprisingly, it doesn't appear to have a direct origin story. Considering the layered complexity of the characters and plot, I thought it was going to be in- inspired from, I don't know, the lost works of Alexander Dumas. The closest thing we can find is the Aesop fable of the Golden Goose. So Aesop, in case anyone, I don't know, lives under a grew up in a rock. cave and doesn't know, was a fabulist and storyteller from the 7th century BC. I didn't actually know he was that old. So well, they're pretty per- pervasive across. I, yeah. Yep. Like everything. Now, because he was alive literally like a billion years ago, very little is known about his life. And I don't think there's even concrete proof that he really existed. No written works exist. So maybe they just like, well, let's make it one guy and call them all. Yeah, that. like, you know, those, there's that theory that Shakespeare is like multiple people. Yeah. Maybe it's like that. He was described as of loathsome aspect, pot bellied, misshapen of head, snub nosed, swarthy, dwarfish, bandy legged, short armed, squint eyed, liver lipped, a portentous, is that the word? Portentous monstrosity and a faulty creation of Prometheus when half asleep. What? I also what is liver lip? The color maybe? Oh With this description, I hope he wasn't real because that shit's cold as hell. That's pretty brutal. It's also theorized that he was from Africa, specifically Ethiopia, which would account for this horrible description because people have always been very racist pieces of shit. Oh. This is absolutely liver lips is a super racist yes. thing. I think that they were very possibly just describing a black person. Yes, that sounds about Mm -hmm. right. Aesop's fables are a collection of tales of morality that have been passed down for centuries through oral tradition because, as I said, there are no written works that exist. They almost all involve animals, like almost all of them. Uh, Some of his best known stories are the tortoise and the hare, the lion and the mouse, and the fox and the grapes. So the golden goose or the goose with the golden eggs is very straightforward and short like all of his fables. I feel like they're usually like a paragraph. They're very, very short. Right. They're very tiny. So a farmer has a goose that one day begins laying eggs that are made out of pure gold. The farmer grows impatient with waiting for the eggs to appear and cuts the goose open to get all the eggs at once. Now, cutting a goose open will kill the goose. Sure will. And so this goose predictably dies. So the moral, and then he didn't get any more golden eggs, right? 
right. so the moral the moral of the story is to be grateful for what you have and don't be greedy and you can't rush things and blah 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 also and that men even then didn't understand how reproduction i was going to say if you're a farmer learn at least a little animal husbandry like how eggs develop right like do you think that there's just they're all up in there how does that work bro how much would this goose have to weigh if it was just filled with eggs with golden eggs all right? the time no it's a lot gold's a heavy heavy element gold is heavy we'll get there i got a note about that so as far as we can tell that is what this was based on although very loose the lore is quite thick yes it very loosely as all disney things. kind of weirdly vaguely but also a little too on the nose do you know what i mean yeah like they took too many and not enough creative liberties with it <laughs> so Allie, what did you think of this one? Oh, i thought it was dreadful dreadful it was... i had never heard of it before no either we popped up on disney plus i was like oh, all right that's weird yeah this looks dumb and easy let's just do it how wrong we were well i also feel like this was very much a kind of like the cap matter space was very much a movie strictly for kids so it didn't have a lot of like sure thought uh, well not a lot of it didn't have like some of the nuance that newer ones do and they're aimed to entertain kids and and adults it feels like i think this is something we've touched on before kids movies from you know the 70s and stuff weren't given a lot of like serious effort mm-hmm. like they just pounded something out and called it good because yeah. like it's just for kids what do kids know exactly where I feel like there's a lot more screenplay writers and things like that nowadays who are putting a little more work into actually, you know, treating kids like people. Yes. Because they are. They they, they exist as people outside of just being, you know, children. Yeah, they're not just like little dummies. No. Kids are much smarter than we give them credit for. But they're also assholes. Yeah, that's true. But aren't we all? Yeah. We're talking about yeah. kids, not not me. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take that conversation <laughs> off of you. As far as production info for this one, there it's been, is it's just been on the ground. Couldn't we couldn't find it's, a single thing? It doesn't thing. even exist on the ground. The only thing that I found were scathing reviews. Yes, go ahead. The Million Dollar Duck was one of three movies that Gene Siskel walked out mm-hmm. on. That's pretty impressive in his career as a film critic. The other two being the 1980 horror film Maniac and the 1996 comedy film Black Sheep. I never saw Black Sheep. It. I remember seeing. Like bits and pieces. I think it ended up on TV a couple times. I remember it being really bad. That's the Chris Farley it's one, Chris right? It's Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah, it's their one yeah. other than Tommy Boy. And I looked up Maniac because I'd never heard of it. And I don't like horror movies in general. I, Me either. Um, I especially, I've, I've, I'm sure that other people have used this, but I've started saying using the term gorer. But I really do not like, um, I don't like violence in movies. I don't think it's scary. I think it's lazy. Sure. So this movie I never heard of. It was shot guerrilla style because it had a really slow budget. It was originally considered an exploitation film, which I hate those anyway. I think it's about, oh, it's about an Italian-American serial killer residing in New York City who murders and scalps young women. That doesn't sound like a movie that needed to be made. I don't no, think that, that needed no. to be made, so I'm happy no, that Gene Siskel walked out on that one because it sounds like a shitty movie. Yeah, it does. Million Dollar Duck, I bet, is better than this movie. I mean, I don't think that is a very high bar to reach, but yeah. Roger Ebert eviscerates this movie in his reviews. Mm-hmm. I love finding really solid Roger Ebert reviews. Oh, yeah. He wrote, Walt Disney's Million Dollar Duck is one of the most profoundly stupid movies I've ever seen. This is the universe of those sweet, simple folk who live in the TV soap ads. They mean well, poor souls, and they dress neatly and keep a cheery smile, but they must have been shortchanged in the smarts department because all they care about in this life is how white their whites get. 
<laughs> love That's it. It's pretty so rude. Good. And it just is still more bad reviews. See, the LA Times reviewer Charles Champlin. Do you think he went by Charles because he didn't want to be Char- Charlie like, Champlin? Probably. Yeah. Chuck said, Miss Duncan has a dingling joie de vivre, <laughs> which is a joie to behold. He said, Oh, wow. <laughs> that just made me laugh. I had to put that in there. <laughs> the New York Times critic called her a really amusing, refreshing new doll. That's because, very you creepy. know, that's what women like to be referred that to. That is as. a really weird thing to say. But yeah, nobody liked this movie when it came no. out. No, um, I mean, it was awful and it's terrible. I'd never heard of it. No, uh, no one I've spoken to has ever heard of it. So, nope. so no one's gonna listen to this episode of the podcast. Can't blame so. them. Yeah, all right. It's not that nope. great. Right. All right. So, a stupid it's, movie. Oh, the stupid movie starts off with these animated credits of a duck carrying eggs around with the worst music I have ever heard. Yeah. It's like a fucking kazoo playing it is the entire time. An animated duck. Who did and the a music? Kazoo. What's his name? Buddy Baker. Buddy, you're on thin ice. Buddy. Buddy. I hated it. Yeah, it was pretty awful. One thing that I found really funny, though, is that the guy named Henry Cowell, who was in charge of the ducks. Oh, Cowell so I, Fowl. <laughs> Henry Cowell handled the fowl. <laughs> All right, I'll stop laughing at myself now. Oh, that's funny. He did a good job. So Thanks. we kind of meet the family there. Are they? They're in California, right? Yes. So we're in a, I think, pretty nice looking, like, upper middle class neighborhood in L.A. nice. There are teenagers working on their little grease monkey teenagers working on like a go-kart or something doom buggy it looks like a doom buggy and we start finding out that like the people in the neighborhood's names are things like eunice orlo frisbee and arvin what did people do in like the early 60s late 50s they're naming their kids shit like arvin i mean in the 50s especially like they just gotten through the war so everyone was just probably like fucking living i guess so and we meet albert dooley Dooley. who is a scientist and he is broke he cannot pay his bills broke as hell super broke can't pay his bills we know that must be his defining characteristic because we find out about it right away right off the bat and then his son jimmy comes Mm -hmm. in with a adorable puppy puppy and a kid who's selling puppies who looks like the devil incarnate. I made that. He's the redhead, right? Yeah, the redheaded yeah. kid who just, like, is fucking dead-eyed and, like, he- give me $50 for this puppy. And I made the same note. I was like, that redheaded kid needs to never be around animals ever again. No. Like, he is clearly going to murder that puppy if you don't take He's him. kill that dog. That dog's dead. And Albert, in a flash of genuinely terrible parenting, is like, hey, I can't pay my bills. I can't buy you a puppy. Like, yeah. you don't tell your, like, what, the kid's, what, like, seven, eight years old, maybe? Oh, I think he's, like, nine. Maybe. Nine-year-old like, can handle it. Nine-year-olds don't need to know about your bill problems, dude. There was a season of Night at a Fiance the other way in South Africa, and this woman from Maryland fell in love with this guy, and she was moving over there. I think he's right around Johannesburg. And they were, she was trying to figure out like how honest to be with her kid, because it's a dangerous area. It's not safe. They have very high crime rate, and they're driving. <laughs> this kid's like 11 or something. They're driving, and he's like, this little kid's like, Ronald, why is, like, why is there so much razor wire around everyone's fences? And this guy goes, do you know what human trafficking? trafficking is 
that's the horrors of the world. I know. I guess you got to decide at some point. But yeah, I remember knowing about my parents, um, not their whole financial issue, but like when they were struggling, I remember knowing about it and that stressed me out when I was a kid. So I'd say maybe. Yeah, but it was probably more like passive knowing about it. Like but they never sat down and talked it. about it. Yeah. Right. They didn't come up to you and say like, I'm having a hard time paying these bills. I can't get you a puppy. I can't get you like, a dog. Are you crazy? Jimmy. Wait, are you crazy? That's $50. I can't afford $50. Jimmy, we're starving, Jimmy. Speaking of starving, we go into the kitchen mm. where your stereotypical 70s wife is cooking. Mm-hmm. And she's got a cookbook open and a fan going, and the fan keeps turning the pages. Okay, and this this bitch is so stupid. She's so dumb. She's, I don't even know what she's making. Applesauce. So she's making she's applesauce, making apple sauce. but then she turns around to add something to the pot, and then the fan blows the... The, the, the page and so then she looks back and she goes oh well this is an odd thing to add but then dumps whatever dumb bullshit from a different recipe yeah she adds like curry powder yeah. and garlic and like bitch did you not She's- stop to think about what like first of all you're supposed to read your ing- recipe before you start cooking you should have known that how do you know what you need if you haven't done that right she just assumed she'd have all of her shit so she's making this awful applesauce and albert comes in he's like we have to cut some corners and like save money somehow and she feeds him some of this applesauce and he just lies to his wife and tells him tells her that it's great so frankly this entire situation that comes with the duck is on him oh 100% and she asks him if it's too ingredient. Yeah, that's like a doge meme. What does that even mean? It's, what does that mean? It's too ingredient. That sounds like something I would say and I'm drunk. Is this too ingredient? <laughs> Katie makes a legitimate good suggestion that she should make him lunches yeah. instead of him buying lunch every day. That's just basic. Like, yeah. That's just that's basic. Lunch is expensive to buy every single didn't, day. That shit adds Didn't up. we just have this conversation about me and how I need to start bringing lunches to work because it's expensive? Yeah. Because it's expensive. And she says it's so, like because she's his wife, she should make him lunch, which like I don't think that's actually part of your marriage vows, but sure. Maybe that's all she can do. So then she packs him a lunch and tells him to be careful because the applesauce is on top. So, you know, that applesauce is, that she made is going to get eaten somehow. Mm-hmm. And Albert goes out to his car and it's like a junker. And it's it so loud. And it exhaust and it's awful. And his neighbor, Mr. Hooper, is there and gets like, spills something out of I don't know. They're like eating breakfast outside because. They're always outside. They're always outside. The neighbors are always outside. It's very weird. So Albert goes and he picks up his friend who's a lawyer. I don't know why he's picking him up. Do they work in the same place? Do they? Maybe he's anyway, a lawyer and scientist. And go and the two dumb kids with their dune buggy like run in front of them. I think that those are Orlo and Frisbee. They are what I have referred to as Chekhov's dune buggy. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that dune buggy. It's going to come back. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> So they go, and then we get Albert at work. So he's at work. He is a scientist, of course. He, he is. Uh, we know that because he says he is, and he's wearing a white lab coat, and that's pretty... It's all you need, Yeah, man. so so far we know that the main male character is a scientist who did really well in school, under like a lot of accolades or like certificates yeah. of shit all over his office, but he's failing in life. And I think it's because we're not sure what kind of scientist he is, and maybe he doesn't really know what kind of scientist he is. Maybe he hasn't found the right track of science yet. There are multiple fields of science. I don't know if he knows that. But there are. Maybe not. But you got to kind of zero in. And what we do see is that he seems to do some kind of like animal work because suddenly there's a bunch of animals. This is when I started like thinking that this movie wasn't going to be very good. We're, <laughs> this we're is about, where you started? We're about five minutes in. 
<laughs> Through some sort of exposition, I don't actually remember some conversation he has with somebody who probably didn't need the information that was then said out loud. He, we find out he works at a psych, a psych, physio, psycho, bio research lab for the investigation of animal behavior and intelligence. Is that a thing? It must be. I mean. I feel like animal testing was a big deal in the 70s, like all sorts of dumb shit. I want to know who's funding these experiments, because science doesn't just, it's not like there's just people who pay you to just do it, like you have to have funding for that shit. And I just want to know the scientific method behind their experiments, because Mm -hmm. they seem real fucked up. There are a lot of, there's a lot of like animal torture in this movie. It's not good. There's, we literally see a chimp that's in a like three by three cage. That it's really awful. bothered me a lot. This is like extremely, extremely immoral. Yes. So Albert brings his lunch into the room, opens it, discovers that it's, or no, he sets it down and the monkey tries to open mm-hmm. it, discovers the applesauce of horror and throws it at the duck. The monkey throws who- it at the duck? Okay. Yeah, he like he throws it out of the cage, oh, yeah, yeah. and the duck gets it, and then the duck is like, "Yeah, this awful curry garlic sauce applesauce," which frankly just kind of sounds like chutney, so it's probably not actually terrible. It does sound when you say it like that. It does sound like a chutney. It just sounds like chutney. There's some mango in there. I'm sure it's delicious. There's some mango, and that's great. So the duck is all in on this applesauce. It's eating it, and it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. He's well, okay. I feel like the rest, like the this weird evolution happens so quickly. Like he eats, he eats that this duck eats the applesauce. Right. What were, what were they, they doing with the duck anyway? So they were. So then, so Albert takes the duck with his like boss scientist, and they go into the animal experimentation room where we see all of these like little like mazes for animals right. to go through. And then we go to the one that the duck's been trained on for something ridiculous, like sixty-two hours or something. He says mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a like ridiculous amount of time. And so what the duck has to do is push the right button okay. and it will get a treat and it is an idiot and keep pushing so keep they're, pushing the they're trying buttons. to do like a pavlovian or yeah whatever. they're trying to train the duck to use the right button and this duck is a dummy and doesn't why do, it. do they care so, if a duck presses the right button i guess i just am not involved enough in i this don't science. understand again like i feel like they're like what do scientists do oh yeah. i know they test animals like what what does that mean why are they testing the animals what are the tests for so what are they trying to prove this so they they're doing animal testing but instead of testing on animals they're like testing the animal's ability to do stuff yeah like i don't know figure out the intelligence level of because at one point later on his boss like leaves the room and says like oh i have to go double check the iq of the chimp like okay yeah like in case it's increased or decreased in the last 20 minutes right like what are you guys doing to these animals that their intelligence might shift so much okay so the duck fails the experiment again and then we get some more like oh this is how it happens sort of stuff Mm -hmm. the there's like a dog somewhere that barks. Oh no, one of the buttons makes a dog bark sound. Okay. So he pushes that button and there's a dog bark sound and he lays an egg. So not really a he, I guess, anyway. Yeah, it's a girl duck, but they, they keep girl calling dog. it a boy. They keep call- they like almost all the way through call it call a boy. boy yeah. So good for them. And then the duck wanders off somehow? I forgot how this happened. I don't remember. The but duck the duck wanders goes off. off and then wanders into the open door of the radiology department. Yeah, you know when you're at a lab and you really want everyone to be exposed to as much radiation as possible, so you just like leave doors open? Right, like like, that. So the duck waddles its way into the radiation room, just straight chilling, tummy full of that delicious chutney applesauce, and gets fucking irradiated. In what is like the most ridiculous scene of like, we're putting radiation on this stuff. Yeah, it's it just, it looks, it's just so 1971. Where they're, they're exposing things to gamma rays. Yeah, gamma rays. Which 
they ha- missed opportunity, this could have been the Hulk duck. I, so I had, I grabbed a beer with Fiona after work yesterday. And when I explained this movie, she said, like, why didn't it turn to Hulk duck? And I said, right? I don't know. It's when a great did question. the Hulk become a character? Oh, probably the 50s or 60s. 62. Yeah. So yeah, you could have had the Hulk duck. Come on. But you didn't. But you didn't. So I, I don't. I'm not a radiology expert, so I don't. I don't feel like this is how you would go about doing any of this, though. I feel like this would fail a lot of OSHA standards. I don't know. It's just yeah, no. It's just really poor management of the scientific facility, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right, then what happens? Oh, OSHA wasn't founded until 1971, April 1971. This is why they saw a preview. They saw this movie and they're like, well, fuck, we got to take control now. They're like, you guys, we can't keep irradiating these ducks like this. We have to do something. So Albert Dooley, instead of sending the duck off to its fate of being, what does he say? Like one of the cleaning ladies is going to fricassee it. Is that what he says? Isn't fricassee, isn't fricassee seafood? I don't know. Maybe that would fit on part of One of the cleaning ladies. God, this guy's an asshole. Right. So he takes the duck home and he's going to his he has no real plan for it. He just takes the duck home. Can't he's just, already in financial trouble and he's taking a fucking just duck home? take things from your work. You can't. That's called theft. Theft. Even if it's a duck. So he takes the duck home and Jimmy is all in on the duck all of a sudden. Yeah, like at first he's like, no. And then the duck starts following. He's like, that's awesome. This duck is going to be called Charlie. Because apparently it doesn't matter what the pet is. He just really wants something named Charlie. Yeah. He was going to name the puppy Charlie. Now he's like, well, I got a duck. I guess this is Charlie. That's dumb. And Albert's talking to his wife, Katie, about like who the vegetable man is and if he could take the duck and to give the duck to the vegetable man the next day or whatever. Are you trying to say the word farmer? No, that's what they, they call, call him. him a vegetable the ve- man? The vegetable I don't remember man, that yeah. Because he goes, who's the, the man that brings the vegetables by that I can't afford? Who's this guy? This guy is horrible. And then, then they get, we had another, like, we got to make Katie look as stupid as possible. She goes, oh, Mr. So-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, that's the bakery man. I'm like, well, then why did you say that name? That was unnecessary. <sighs> anyway. So Jimmy has a pet duck now. Charlie. His name is Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then the duck escapes into Mr. Hooper's pool. Yes, he does. Uh, Mr. Hooper is the next door neighbor who eats outside all the time. Who is always outside all the Loves time, no outside. matter what. And he's attacking the duck with a skimmer. That's pretty funny. I mean, it's not funny, but he's trying to kill the duck. The whole pool scene seemed super unnecessary and violent. A lot of this movie seems unnecessary and violent. You're not wrong. So they're fighting, and the duck ends up in the water, and the Miss No, who Albert ends up in the water, and Katie's fighting Mr. Hooper for the handle of the skimmer, and she tells him that if he doesn't stop, she's going to report him to the SPCIA. I had to like rewind this four times yeah. to catch what she was saying, and then I was trying to figure out what it was. It's not a thing. I think this was another like, oh, look at this dumb yeah. broad. Pretty sure what she meant was the SPCA, which stands for the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And that's pretty rich, coming from a woman whose husband is a scientist experimenting on animals. That's all he does. And also, this entire movie cannot have been treating animals correctly. Oh, there was absolutely no Humane Society representative on set. Definitely not. So, they're having this struggle. They're freaking out. And Mr. Hooper's dog, whose name I don't remember... 
I don't, did it have a date? I don't know. Let's call him Rover. Rover starts barking at all the commotion, and this freaks the duck out so much that the duck just starts laying eggs. Um, again, not how that works. You don't, not you can't traumatize a duck into laying eggs. You can scare a goat into passing out. I mean, you could maybe traumatize a duck into laying eggs, but it's not going to happen on command every time you do no, it. No. Um, It'll happen like once a day. Yeah. You could traumatize Again, a duck. you need to, they need time to form and grow. So, yeah. So there's some sort of like weird now Pavlovian response happening when with dogs barking because it happened at the, at the lab. The dog barked and he yes. laid an egg. It's around this time somebody does, I think, finally refer to Charlie as a she. So they've accepted that Charlie's a girl. She They've accepted. lays uh, eggs. That she's like, oh, we can like eat these eggs. Finally, like some free protein or whatever. And he's like, no, you idiot, dumb woman that I married. Uh, you, these this duck's been irradiated. We can't eat these eggs. I mean, to be fair, I think Albert's probably right. Oh, he totally I is. I would not eat the radiation duck. Eggs. I wouldn't eat the radiation duck eggs either. But he's like, the only logical thing to do is to bury them. Not only bury them, bury them at like midnight in your pajamas in your backyard. It's very weird, and I don't understand why. Wouldn't you just throw like throw them away? Okay, so I've just this just came to me now as I was thinking about this. So the seventies were in like Cold War terror stuff, right? Raid like nuclear waste and things or things, and that's literally what they would do is they would just bury shit. So maybe that was his thought process. They probably should have talked about that. I mean, they more. maybe should have been like, hey, this duck was irradiated. You should probably, like. Also, I took the irradiated duck home for some reason. And some when you bark, it, it lays eggs. That's all. Thank yeah. you. And then, yeah, so it's like midnight. He's burying these eggs. This is fucking movies off the rails. Burying his eggs. And then his next door neighbor, who's the lawyer he gave a ride to earlier, who looks like Will Ferrell. Looks exactly like. Now that you say yeah. that, I was like, oh, looks shit. Yeah, just he like does. Will Ferrell. It's the hair, the like he's got curly, the curly brown hair. Tiny yeah. Throw. He pops his head over the fence and he's like, hey, neighbor, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you burying things? at midnight like mind your fucking business why are you out at midnight in your sweater right like why are you out there at midnight but why aren't you burying eggs why are you just hanging out here like a weirdo <laughs> so albert actually like drops one of the eggs yeah i think it drops one and it breaks and it finds that it is a golden yolk the yolk is this golden. is so gross to me why wouldn't you just have like a solid golden egg why do you have to have the egg white? totally agree with you that the whole time i was like that is so fucking gross that it's just like covered <laughs> so in egg gross. white and you're like in the dirt now so it's gonna be like wet and with dirt and like leaves and shit on it and i want to know how they made these props because like that's legit yeah like, because you watch him crack open some of the eggs yeah. and pull the egg out. So, like, somebody made those. Some prop person did not get the kudos they deserve for that because that's legit. I guess that they probably did that because you either have to have, like, a golden shell, which you couldn't hide. I suppose. Or yeah, I suppose he yeah. does get a little more into, like, the science of why the egg yolk. I suppose they talk about that in a little while. I guess. Again, we're going to use the word science pretty loosely here. Kind of like always. with Disney Occasionally, physics. the science in this is fucking spot on. One time. Maybe twice. One time it is. I think that egg yolks are always golden because they're the best part of the egg. Who doesn't love a runny yolk? I have... Who doesn't? Every morning I don't... I have to open and I can like have breakfast at home. I poach eggs. Mm. It's my favorite. I don't really like eggs that much. I love eggs. And like sometimes I do, but most of the time I'm just not. We okay. eat so many I, fucking I have eggs. Other stuff. Of course you do. 
Albert takes the egg to his lab or whatever, and he's testing the egg to see it's if like, what it is actually this? is gold. Yeah. What is? I mean, he, I mean, you look at you like, oh, that's probably a fucking golden egg. So, in a surprise move, they actually get the science right here. The two jars that are lab- are labeled in front of him are the aqua regia and nitric acid. So, aqua regia is a mixture of nitric acid and hydrochloric acid. It can dissolve gold. Okay. So that's a legitimate test. Does it dissolve anything else? It also dissolves platinum. Oh, interesting. Okay. It can dissolve the noble metals, which I think is just like those two and maybe maybe silver. I don't know. But it can dissolve gold. Okay. So that's a legitimate first step to testing that's pretty your good. golden egg. Finally, science man did some, some good science. Good science. Had to happen eventually. So he goes to his boss scientist. I call him Dr. Mustache. Dr. Mustache, good name. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Dr. Mustache, whose bookcases drive me insane. They're messy. He's a messy scientist. The books are all like crooked yeah. and side was like, get some bookends, bro. Treat yeah. your stuff better. He's too busy doing science. He asks Dr. Mustache, um, can radiation alter the molecular structure of a substance? Now, isn't that what radiation does? Yeah, it just like affects the molecular structure of stuff. Sure That's why it's so dangerous. Right. And he is, again, I, I hate to put too fine a point on this. He is a scientist. <laughs> you would, Not a very good one, apparently. Well, you'd think that he would at least know that that's something he should know and shouldn't ask his boss about. because it- Maybe because he's not in radiology. Like, I mean, to be fair, scientists get very, very, very niche in their stuff, and they may not have all of the knowledge around everything else. I guess so. So he starts asking Dr. Mustache about, like, well, do you think that radiation could affect this, the structure of, let's say, an egg? And Dr. Mustache is like, well, I happen to have this book right here about an experiment that was conducted a long time ago on that by some, like, Austrian doctor. Let me read it out to you. Blah, Just blah, blah, blah. conveniently fits right in there. You know, if his books were organized, he wouldn't have been able to find it so there you go that's why they're such a mess (laughs) stand them up and so he's able to hurting the spine he is able to answer his question and be like yeah you can definitely essentially says yeah it is possible with like radiation whatever the fats and proteins in it that are present in egg yolk can turn to gold yeah that's right this is where they're like yeah it's just the egg yolk specifically Mm -hmm. that so that's something. I did not look up to see if that was like an actual experiment. It can't be. That oh, happened. I, like, there's absolutely. no way that was real. There's no way. There is no way. And so no dudes like, oh, the, the then Dr. Mustache does something that's always really annoyed me in movies. He gets called away. I think this is when he has to go recheck the chimp's IQ or whatever. IQ, right. And he just leaves this guy in his office. I'd be like, okay, I'm leaving. You need to leave now. Yep. Get because out. of course uh albert like grabs the book or notes or whatever and just like yeah, makes he steals off with the book but then we never see the book again no he probably hawked it he's yeah, broke we need and it to pay for this next he part. takes his his little golden yoke and he takes it to a metal testing facility and he's like can you test this and they said sure because that's what we do we are in fact a metal testing facility and so then they come back with the results and they're like well it's it's got a bunch of weird shit in it like pectin pectin is a long chain carbohydrate it's found in ripe fruit like apples it, you can extract it and use it as like it's used as a set and like for jellies and jams and stuff yep and that's he you know, obviously it's got not something that would typically be in gold but it is because the apple sauce is make is in- making the the radiated goose duck shit gold i don't know i'm not totally sure how that all got 
I don't they know. I don't think they ever really give us a whole idea on that. But yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh shit, this is awesome! My science is all is all checking out." And then he runs off. There's no way that that test costs less than fifty dollars. You should have just gotten the kid a puppy and then let it all go. Yeah, I think that Albert is pretty selfish and doesn't think about his child. We we kind of address that a little bit later. Oh, we'll get into his terrible child. Yeah, neglect. he's not a great dad. No. So he goes back home with his confirmed golden yeah, egg. Yeah, and... Super excited, super pumped, ready to have yeah, this excited. duck change his life. And he sees his dumb wife. And she has done what he asked her to do. Yeah, she got rid of the duck. And got rid of the and duck. He's and he's pissed. He's like, grabs her by the shoulders and starts shaking her. That's he's abuse. physically abusing That's her. That's abuse, yeah. everyone. Don't... You, we don't we don't shake people in this family unless it's gently and, and playfully. We certainly don't grab them by the shoulders and just let them have it. Yeah. And he's pissed that she did what he asked her to do. And I think that maybe that is just his MO. Yeah. I think he's a horrible, awful person. Yeah. So they go in the terrible junk car no the lawyer shows up at some point right the lawyer keeps showing up and i don't why know why was he there why. for this part i don't know why he was there he might have but just the duck is head in yeah so the lawyer and albert what's the lawyers at will ferrell and the name is like go. fred yeah, i think you're right so fred and albert go to find the duck and katie and jimmy hop in the back seat and they scare the shit out of mr hooper who is once again outdoors he keeps dro- every time this man hears a loud noise he drops his iced tea every single time i think that's some super ptsd i don't shit. think you're getting a little too far into it i don't like that because it makes me feel bad <laughs> well okay so mr hooper's gotta be what like at least 50 60 years old yeah late 50s for sure okay so he 20 years ago, 25 years ago, probably would have been in the war. Might have even been in Korea. Yeah, like, he was probably in a war, so Hooper's got some shit to work through. But also, like, they're just, he's always outside. They must not have had, built a second interior set. They're always outside. Did we, bring, did we mention that he works for the Treasury? Oh, yeah, he works for the Treasury. That comes mm-hmm. into play, because, you know, God forbid anything be subtle in no. this movie. So they drive to the farm of the vegetable man. Vegetable man. For $5 says, yeah, you can take your duck back. It's back in the pen. Mm -hmm. With all the other ducks. You get that super great visual gag of the come around and there's like 500 ducks just waddling around. There are a lot of ducks. That's true. There are a lot of ducks. And they're trying to figure out which one is Charlie. And Jimmy's a dummy going around. Charlie, Charlie. It's a duck kid. Chill. And Albert it's like, well, we got to bark. We got to bark to get the duck to lay an egg. Yeah. So they start getting down on all fours and barking at the ducks. There is something about the way that this little boy says the name Charlie that is like an ice pick directly <laughs> to the center of my brain. Charlie, Charlie. It's like toddlers. There have been those studies that toddlers have the perfect pitch to be like the most irritating to adult ears. This kid never outgrew it. Never outgrew it. So they're trying to find this duck and Jimmy's getting depressed about he's it. He's a so very he, emotional little boy. He's got so big he feelings. So he opens the, the gate of the pen and just walks out and leaves it open. And so all these ducks start escaping and I was like, Which, as like, someone who grew up on a farm and had to like actually do shit like round up fowl, it's not easy and that really no. irritated me. 
Yeah, they just like let them all out, and they're all swimming down the river. And then, of course, there's the one duck that followed Jimmy, so that must be Charlie. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, how can we tell it's Charlie? Let's everyone just start barking at this duck." So there's this ridiculous scene that I think is the trailer that I watched before I saw the movie. That is just all of these people fucking barking at this duck. These grown ass people are on all fours barking at a duck, and they got paid to do this. Duck. What the fuck? And after trying different pitches and different tones and whatever, then they finally get the get the duck to lay an egg. And then Albert cracks it open on the fence. And all the gross, gnarly whites drip down. Meanwhile, vegetable guys like assholes, you just let all of my ducks out. Come help me get them back. Instead, they get the fuck out they of leave. there. They, they just leave. They get out of Dodge. What a bunch of assholes. They're, these are horrible people. They're, They're terrible people. So then we get, now the lawyer's convinced the duck can lay golden eggs. And so they're sitting at the table and they're doing the math of how much these eggs are worth. Yes, by weight. And by weight. So the average price of an ounce of gold in 1971 was $40.80. Mm-hmm. If each yolk is worth over $900, the yolk weighs at least 22 ounces. Wow. Yeah. And I like I, I was looking at, like, does that make sense? And, you know, it kind of does, because I was looking at, like, different, like, amounts of gold. And I was like, yeah, okay, that, that yeah. seems semi-reasonable. The average weight of a duck egg is 2.5 ounces. Yeah, they're not huge. Shouldn't they have realized that something was weird about these eggs that suddenly weigh 10 times more than you would expect? So, 22 ounces. So, that's, like... Yeah, that's like a pound and a half, isn't it? Yeah, almost it's a pound literally and a half. It's like a pound and a half. How did they not? Like, that would be so heavy if it was just like a little yolk. Holy crap! Yeah, also you wouldn't really adjusted- be able to hold it like this for that long. Like your finger no, would actually for get sure tired. Not. It would be really heavy, huh? Wow, you really did huh. the math on this one. I did. I did a lot of math on this one. I, ju- I, I, I just one. said inflation calculators. I did that. I said 900 per yoke in 2021 is about $5,982. But I didn't do any of the weight shit. That's all on you. I mean, so I like I can see why Albert is excited about these eggs that are worth that oh, much. Oh, it totally. And look, I, I I think that that's great. Um, And I would also take advantage of it if that was the case. But lawyer Will Farrell is what I wrote down because I kept forgetting Fred's dumb name. He is like super on board now because he's a lawyer and lawyers are the scum of the earth and only want money and he's trying sure to calculate are. like what is the maximum amount of money we can make in a day and he's talking about making this duck lay like a hundred eggs a day which more animal abuse let's more let's, animal abuse also not physically possible not physically but... possible it's just simply not possible again read an animal husbandry book just one seriously just one and katie brings out this like rumpled pile of laundry she did she did fred's laundry and she oh she messed it up again because she's just a dumb woman who can't do anything right fred should not have handed her his tie if he didn't want it washed um fred should have done his own fucking laundry also that he lives like fucking next door why was she doing your laundry i don't know i don't know stupid so then he leaves and they decide to go to bed and it's like for a a hot second it seems like really sweet because albert has been very he's not like a loving husband he's not a loving father he's not a doting father and then there's this sweet scene where they're like kind of holding hands or whatever have their arms around each other they're going upstairs going to bed and then they they peek into jimmy's room and Oh, he's like, when you can you put a honey, can you put his blanket up because he's gonna get cold? And of course, oh, what does Albert do? Puts the blanket around the duck. Only the duck. Not even like cover both of them. He literally only covers the duck. I am gonna say that was a real duck. 
I thought yeah. it was a stuffed duck for a minute, but it was moving like an actual duck. So they somehow found a duck that was cool being tucked in, and that's that's not for nothing. Henry Cowell, handler of the fowl, was very good at his job. <laughs> oh, man. Fowl Cowell. What a character. Fowl Cowell. And then he comes out of the room, and you can see this look of horror on Katie's face that she just realizes she is married to a literal monster. It's probably the best bit of acting in the whole movie, honestly. Oh, absolutely. You can Sandy see on her face. like, oh, my God. That's probably why she got a Golden Globe for that scene that alone. Because, yeah. like... That was yeah. She 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 delivered that one well. It's pretty funny. So they go to bed, and the next morning is kind of typical. They're getting ready for work, and there's there's a scene where Jimmy goes off on his merry way to school, and his books are held together with a belt like it's 1840, and he's going <laughs> to like, was like what his one room schoolhouse on the prairie. Yeah, I loved it. That actually made me laugh out loud. It was pretty ridiculous. Like, some prop person was like, yeah, this is how kids carry their shit. Yeah, somebody who has not been, like, around children at all. Yeah. So Jimmy's gone off to school. Jimmy has gone off to the little house on the prairie school with his books. Yes. And Katie is going into the house, and the duck follows her in, and the phone rings, and it's the bank. She's overdrafted. She's overdrafted by, like, what, $900, I think? I don't know what she overdrafted, but she overdrafted. I don't know if they tell us how much, but she definitely did. And she's ter- like freaking out, like, don't tell Mr. Dooley. What an awful position to put your wife into, first well, of all. Well, why wouldn't you want to tell Mr. Dooley? He's the sole breadwinner, so this is really his fault. It's his entire problem. I would be like, don't talk to me, talk to Mr. Dooley. Mm-hmm. And she tries to, like, be funny, like, ha you can't be out of money, you're the bank, ha 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 So, right. that annoyed me. And then the duck lays an egg, because the dog barks next door. Well, here's the thing, I, I made a note about this, too. So, these people clearly cannot afford this house. Clearly. It's a big house, it's a really nice house, and there's nothing wrong with downsizing. It's just three people no. move into a different neighborhood, buy a house that's just like a little one-story rambler. It's okay to live within your means. You can't afford Super this okay. house. Just sell it. You can't afford any of the shit that you guys are doing. They You've have, got they to have a lot of stuff, it. too. They have yeah. a lot of stuff. Anyway. Maybe you should be pawning off some of that shit and pay off your bills. <sighs> anyway, so the do- duck lays an egg and Katie's like, light bulb, yeah. I got this. I'll be down to the bank in just a so minute. So Einstein McGee over here takes this golden egg and goes to the bank and goes up to the bank teller and hands the bank teller the golden egg. Now, I don't think you can just deposit raw gold into the bank, and it turns nope, out I'm right. Sure, you can't. Turns out I was What's right. What's really funny about this to me is like the bank teller is like this lady is bonkers, mm-hmm. and she goes he goes over to the bank manager who's just sitting in a desk not that far away, mm-hmm. and then he goes over to the security guard and has the security guard escort her from the desk. The, like teller desk all the way across the room. Like 15 feet away. Like 15 feet away. How unnecessary was that? It was, mo- it was very dramatic. Very. Yep. And the bank manager is like, lady, get your shit together. You cannot just deposit gold here. You can't do She's it. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, you have to take it to a refinery. And then a little tiny light bulb goes off in Katie's head. And so she goes to... Just like your your friendly local metal testing facility, off to the local metal refinery. I don't know yeah. if there even is one near me. Oh, I feel like the equivalent would be like all those places that buy gold, like the, like the, yeah, like buy a pawn shop places. or something. Yeah, so it's very weird. Yes. So she gets a check, goes and deposits that, buys herself another bitch and hat. Yeah. For solving that problem. She fixes their overdraft problem. She fixes their overdraft problem. And Albert is mad about it. 
Yeah, she can't do anything fucking right with this guy. And like they, one of the questions they asked Fred Will Ferrell, the lawyer, was, "Can we pay the bills with this?" And he was like, "Yeah, you can pay the bills. Yeah, just don't make but, any huge purchases." What but like, saying. how are they supposed to pay the bill if they aren't? depositing some money in their checking account. This, this guy wants to have his cake and eat it too and it drives me nuts. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's a terrible character. So the lawyer comes over and Albert's mad and Katie's like don't tell him what I did even though he's standing right fucking there mm-hmm. and he's like well what did Katie do? And so he told him he sold an egg and suddenly the lawyer's like great, good idea. Yeah, we can he's use also, you. He's in like this sleazy, uh, snazzy new outfit. Yeah, he looks like a pimp now. It looks like an awful lawyer pimp. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, okay, great. We'll just have Katie go like to all these refineries, and she's like, we can basically use her to like launder this money because she's this like sweet, funny little white woman, and no one will suspect anything, even though she's li- literally going into like just local metal refineries, of which there can't be that many. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how are there this many different refineries that she goes into? And she just, whenever they ask her where it, where it came from, she tells them, "Oh, a duck laid it," and then they laugh, and then she leaves. I'm pretty sure that you have to like legally disclose where it came from in case you poached it or something. Well, in 1933, FDR issued Executive Order 6102 that forbid the hoarding of gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates. It was an effort to help stabilize the economy from the Great Depression, and it came with a fine of $10,000, which would be 200000 today, and possible jail time. It wasn't repealed until 1974. What is a gold so certificate? It was- Basically, it says it's like you don't actually have the gold, but you have a ticket that says that like you had or something. that much worth of gold. Yeah. So it was legitimately like an issue to have this gold. Okay. Because by that point, it's been 40 years since that yeah. order was put into place. And it would be really weird to have a bunch of random gold suddenly. I mean, it still would be, especially if it they still were like be. little egg-shaped and identical. Yeah, it's it'd be very weird. But so like it was a legitimate concern yeah. of like, oh, we could literally get put in jail for having this gold mm-hmm. at that point. I think this is actually when we find out that Hooper works for the Treasury. I don't think that it's mentioned before now. I feel like it's mentioned right at the beginning. Maybe, but there's a big meeting of Treasury people who are like, the market's being bombarded with blah, blah, blah. Like we have to find out who this is. That's, yeah. like, that's when we see Hooper. But he's inside, which we've never seen him before. So he's not easy to recognize. Yeah. So Katie's going on. She's got... Oh, she also has a new outfit for every new refinery she goes to. I don't care for her style, but I do love how bold it is. And I... She commits she to does, her and I think outfits. Those are the biggest hats I've seen outside of My Fair Lady. They're great. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember what else happens, but at some point, Albert ends up in the car dealership. Yeah, he wants a new car because his car is a death trap. Yes. And like, this yellow car that's almost 8K to buy... My car was $10,000, and it's not nearly as nice as that one. But I guess this was 40 years ago. To be fair, today that car would be like $53,000. This movie's 50 years old. That's insane. should be that old. I still think of the 70s as being 30 years ago. (laughs) Right? Okay, all right. In case you were also wondering, Mm -hmm. the man playing the car salesman, like me, I was very curious because I know that face. Mm -hmm. His name is Bernard Fox. He has had many roles, including the warlock doctor on bewitched he played watson in the hounds of baskerville and he played the role of winston havelock in my favorite movie the mummy when was the last time you watched the mummy jesse literally just before we started (laughs) recording so albert's like okay well i'll be back to get this 
bitchin' yellow car. Because that's a little steep for even what they have right now. What, he says something like, oh, that's only a dozen eggs. <laughs> yeah, he's being very subtle about all of this. Super subtle. He's definitely the most covert person that's ever existed. I think that, that then we go to the treasury meeting. So there's like a meeting of all the people who work in like the treasury department in, I guess, the greater LA area. And they're all older white men who look exactly the same. Shocking. They got those like, there's a lot of brown suits. There's a lot of brown suits. The 70s suit. were not a good decade for suits. There are a lot of like real, those like thick, thick plastic framed glasses. Those are in again. I think that the frames aren't quite as thick as they are. Oh, maybe no, they they're, are. They were, they're pretty chunky frames. They're on pretty these guys. chunky. That's a good word for it. And that's when we see Hooper and they're talking about this sudden influx of this like very specific weight and shape of gold that's been showing up. And because the person selling it to the metal refineries keeps using, she's using different aliases, but not really. She's just using her name in different ways. Yeah. And they're not very, they don't pick that up very easily. No. And also one of the, one of the names was like Katie Dooley, which is her name, but Hooper did not pick up on that until he heard Albert Dooley. He's well, like, she's well, a woman. Why would Albert he know what Dooley? her name was? Right. I guess yeah, maybe he never even, even addressed her. I don't know. So now they're like starting to piece all this together because they're like, well, where is all this coming from? Because she didn't even like go out of town to sell any of these. She just kept going to like the same places. And, like, well, I mean, because we see all different ones, but we do like every time she was like, ha duck laid it and then she walks out with her check the guys laugh and then like call someone yeah then they call them so, like, they're all they super sus of her to start with call the i guess you call the treasury and you're like i guess yeah we got some weird there's something weird here sirs i guess the issue is that just they're going to like overload the market it's like gonna which is funny because gold is i think the phrase is like a pegged price mm -hmm. so they literally, the government sets the price of how much gold costs and like what an ounce of gold is worth. Right. They set that. And I think they set it like every month it can change. And oh. that's, so that's like every time, like you can look, I, I know this because I looked into it. So it's not like it's a free market style where like flooding the market with gold is going to drop the value of gold. Mm -hmm. They set the fucking price for gold. They just maybe don't want to end up shelling out that much money. Maybe. As an AMC stockholder... <laughs> Because I got drunk one night and bought 15 shares. I do like to see stock market people sweat. So flood the market with synthetic gold and just like fuck around and find out. I do fully support this. I, anything that like pisses off the rich department of the treasury is fine with me. Right. I'm trying to remember what happens at this point. If we just end up back at the house. Or is this where Mr. Hooper is being a creep and spying on yes, Mr. Katie, Hooper, and it looks, and his wife always catches him. Like, yeah. looks like he's creeping on this neighbor lady, like looking at her butt, or just like watching her through a window. And well, Eunice I feel really weird that he's, well, but you was just like, ugh, this again. Like, yeah. how often is Hooper cheating on you, lady? That you're just like letting it slide. Yeah, it sounds like she doesn't really know her worth, Eunice, or she just doesn't care about Mr. Hooper at all. I don't care about Mr. Hooper. I at mean, all. clearly, she makes him stay outside all the time. Yeah, that's true. He's not allowed indoors. <laughs> the sun's up. Get outside. Like a farm dog. <laughs> and then I, I can't remember what happened, but I'm sure it was something dumb that Albert did with Katie. Yeah, my note was just I. I don't think poor Katie's gotten laid in like years. 
He just doesn't pay any attention to her unless it's no, like to he's super her. negligent of everyone. Everybody. He's selfish and awful. He's Katie a shit deserves husband. Katie may be an idiot, but she deserves better. Yeah, and so does Eunice. Eunice they, does too. They, should they just, both deserve better. They should just run away together. They should leave their husbands and be the May-December lesbian couple. I think Eunice would be very good for Katie. I think that that's true. I think that they would take care of each other. I think they would. All right, we ship it. We ship it. <laughs> Eunice and Katie. <laughs> it, it was kind of like around this this point that I think Fred has completed his transformation into like full-on skeezy lawyer. He's Seriously. got like the pinstripe suit. He bought that car that Albert wanted, so he's racing around what this a like dick yellow, move, yellow. buying the car it's your best shitty, friend wants. Yeah, it's a shitty thing to like, do. Like you know, sure. like he talked about how there's this really sweet yellow car that he wants, and you literally go and buy that car. Yeah, he's an asshole. And uh, Albert is then now really bummed out because he is realizing that, like, the... I don't think the gold is deteriorating, but he's realizing that, like, because of half-life, which is a science thing. So because the duck was irradiated, radiation yes. has a half-life. Yep. So he's just he's had this, like, light bulb moment of, oh, shit, the duck's going to run out. And, mm-hmm. it, like, this, this transformation power the duck has is going to... It's going to stop. It's going to end. Point. So Fred's freaking out because he's like, oh, no, but I wanted all of this money that I was going to right. get from your duck somehow. And then I guess they're like trying to find the ducks. They're like, oh, well, we got to get the duck laying eggs while we still can. Yeah. Right. And they go to find that and they go look for the duck and it's not upstairs because Jimmy went off to Alvin and Orly or whoever they are. And yeah. he's just hanging out with them while they work on Chekhov's doom buggy. These kids are like eight years older than him. Why are they fine with him hanging out? I'm going to say this. Like, sometimes when you're a teenager and you're just, like, doing boring shit at home in the neighborhood, having that little kid hanging out, they're they're funny. Little kids are funny. And maybe they recognize that his father is, like, the worst. That's true. Maybe they're like, this kid has not a great home life. We should just, like, let him like, show Let's do a good buggy. deed for the day and let the kid hang out with us for a little while. With his duck. With his duck. Charlie. 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 And Albert comes and he finds him and he tells Alvin and Arlie, you're not taking that duck on that death trap. Says nothing about Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't care. He doesn't care about his kid. Does not care about his son at all. Um, For some reason, there is a dune buggy battery that is on a table but is still like hooked up and active and the duck keeps sitting on it because it I don't know what that was supposed to be I think it was just supposed to be a funny gag he just like the duck lights up on the battery yeah the duck lights up on a battery again I'm not I don't think that would happen but no but I'm I'm not gonna start pulling at too many threads on this sweater so Albert brings him back to the house and they bark at the dog at the duck until it lays an egg to see if it's still golden eggs or if it's worn off and it is and they're all happy yeah and what happens after that oh then then because then hooper's looking in the window hooper's looking in the window again and it's another gag but um his wife thinks that he's spying on katie Katie. and then she she calls him a masher which is that is an old one and masher is just like a dude who creeps on women well clearly Um, he is yeah he is a fucking masher yeah he's a weird masher who shouldn't be allowed inside and then we cut to different treasuries across the world, which is where this we call this the surprise racism moment of this movie. Super surprise racism. Because it's like the treasurer of Germany, fine. England, fine. I don't know, Australia, fine. Then we get to, I'm assuming, China. And that it was, was my like, assumption, too. It was like fucking Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, and it what, was, he says something like, whatever the Americans are doing, we can do for half price. Like, yeah, holy shit. It's just, it's... <laughs> 
you know, it was already a bad movie. You didn't have to make it offensive at the same time. Yeah, it was real bad. Horrible. So I think at this point they have figured out who exactly, who they know exactly who it is. So they like have the U.S. Treasury Department has enough evidence to go, I guess, arrest this guy, which is something that the U.S. Treasury Department does. There's no way that the Treasury Department has any sort of... Authority, authority to do that i don't think so either there's no way so they go to katie and albert's house and mr hooper is like your duck is laying thousands of dollars worth of gold and you haven't declared one cent of income tax yeah fuck you right don't pay taxes fuck scam. you i'm honestly this is the only time that i have actually been on albert's side here <laughs> and so they're like well we prove the duck doesn't lay golden eggs to us Right, like that's what they're saying. Yeah, like, go which get the is duck. so like the, the burden of proof is on you. Prove that my duck lays golden eggs. That's a crazy right? thing to say. Well, and Mr. Hooper's been like, I saw it happen. And to be fair, Mr. Parker didn't actually. He saw a duck lay an egg. He did not see the gold inside of the egg. Right. He just keeps saying he did. A so, duck laying an egg is not an unusual activity. I mean, a duck laying an egg to the Pavlovian response of a dog bark is a little weird. Yeah, that is odd. I'll give you that. Albert is like, well, I'll go get the duck. And Katie's like, fuck all y'all. You don't get to go near my son. You don't get to go near yeah. your own son. I'm going to go up there. Yeah. And she goes up and one of the Fed guys or the Treasury guys tries to go with her. And she's like, excuse you, back off. And yeah. Albert's like, no, it's fine. You can go up to my bedroom with my wife. Fine. God, he's just the worst. And so they go up there and Jimmy is gone because Jimmy saw them come and was like, I got to save this duck. Yeah, he's peacing with the ducks. He, he takes is Charlie out. So he, he takes Charlie and goes and he goes and he's running around and then... He bikes away because Mr. Hooper bought him right. a bike. Oh, right, right, right. Mr. Hooper tried to bribe him with a bike. So he takes the bike and goes. Pavlov's bike. Duck. Not Pavlov. Now I'm, I got Chekhov's bike. I got Chekhov and Pavlov mixed up now. Two very different things. They're different. And so he's off and he's fleeing the Treasury Department who's chasing him in their car. And Albert and Fred and Katie are trying to chase him as well to get the... This, this last, like, 15 minutes of the movie was too much. It was like 10 minutes too long. It was way too long. I kind of... It was like an hour too long. Because this is basically just like a car chase. It's a car chase. And a dumb one. Not even a good car chase. It's not a good car chase. And... Because it is just a dumb car chase for like... Jimmy's going and he fakes him out with the bike. He like Mm -hmm. dumps the bike somewhere and he gets into a washing machine in the back of a truck. And then the truck pulls over and he gets out of there and he finds Albert and... No. What's his name? Alvin and Orly. Arvin. Arvin, Arvin and Orly, who are all in on helping Jimmy. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they're down. Here. So here's Chekhov's dune buggy coming in clutch. Yeah. <laughs> they take Jimmy and they, they start bolting and Fred and Katie steal a telephone truck? They steal a telephone repair truck um, just for the hilarious hijinks that can ensue from having to be on that cherry picker. And it was such a dumb hijink. It was just, yeah. it was so dumb and it was poorly executed. It didn't look good. It was stupid. And also, I think Fred's trying to kill Albert and steal his life. Do you think Stole so? his car. He's trying yeah. to steal his wife. Does he hit on Katie? I mean, isn't everyone hitting on Katie? It's the oh, yeah, 70s. kind of. That's true. She is just like a piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, like, one of the, like, people, like, the, the treasury is trying to move people around or get through something. And one of the bystanders is like, government, no wonder you got things so loused up. Something's yeah, never changed. Everyone's always hated the government. 
for sure. And so the dune buggy goes into a parking garage and they get out and they're trying to crawl across the rooftops. They're trying to crawl across a roof by like slapping a ladder down between the two roofs and Jimmy starts climbing across it and then I don't know if it like cracks or like he's Well it falls. It falls. It goes down to a lower area and And that's when Albert shows up and he's like oh my god my son. This is the literally the first time in this entire hour and a half long movie that he has even slightly indicated that he gives a solitary solid shit about his child now he's like oh my son i want you like shit you've are you have already failed as a father on every conceivable level being concerned that your kid might fall to his death does nothing to redeem you no not at all you're a horrible person and you don't deserve custody of your child no and then so he's he gets Jimmy and the duck off of the breaking ladder and then the treasury arrests him illegally because you can't arrest somebody as the treasury department. I don't think and so. And then we go straight to a trial. Now we're on trial. Now the duck is on trial. But I don't think the duck was on trial. The duck was evidence. The it was duck, exhibit A. The duck was involved in the trial and that's when I was like, this movie needed to end like 20 minutes ago. Oh my god, right? And so he gets off because the duck doesn't lay he gets off because they can't egg. prove that the duck lays a golden egg. Um, For some reason, there's a lot of press because there's nothing else going on God, in L.A. Why does anyone care about this stupid trial? This would be like a tax evasion trial. Right? Like No nobody, one's going to give a and shit. not like some big corporate tax evasion trial. No, this is like some random dude. This and is the judge dude. is like, well, he'll pay his income tax on that 40 grand. Yeah. Okay. But, but like, there's like fucking press and people yeah. outside the courthouse. Like, that was stupid. Although Katie, her courtroom outfit was like pilgrim chic yeah it was like i said she makes a statement she makes a statement so connor watched this with me and this is a quote that he said it was just for a kid's movie it was still pretty bad yeah he's absolutely right and he was right this movie was horrible fiona told me that she would she wants to or she asked me if if i thought she should watch it before or after she listens to the episode and i said i usually i would suggest watching that before but with this one i wouldn't recommend really doing either i wouldn't recommend watching it at all Luckily, there are no adaptations of this. No Not one yet. ever did anything. Can you with imagine? This. It was like a Broadway musical. Gotta do a remake of Million Dollar Duck. Well, anything else? No. What would you rate this movie, Allie? I would rate this movie one out of ten Million Dollar Ducks. That's how much I hated it. I would rate this movie one out of ten Arvin's neighbors. <laughs> It was just so stupid. I'll never oh, watch it just... again. It was just so no, God, stupid. No. It's just <sighs> poor storyline, poor execution on stuff. Nobody in this movie was any good. Like, is what's the moral of this movie? There isn't one. No, because this guy does horrible things and he gets off without an issue. Yep. This is a terrible movie. It is. It's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. It doesn't even have the loose morality of Aesop's fable because, yeah, everyone gets away with it and it's fine and then the duck is alive and. Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our episode about Million Dollar Duck. But we understand if you didn't. If we wildly fucked something up, please let us know. If you disagree with us, you can also let us know. Or if you agree with us. Or whatever. Um, Talk you can find us. A, yeah. You, where can they Nobody find us, Jess? Does. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WTPA Pod. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
We did it. We did it. This stupid why we really we really put off this this episode for a long time. Well, I mean we put off every episode for a long time. I know. It's the first one we recorded since like January. Is that true? I think so. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. 